Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 132. Our guest today is Laura Gale, author of the Amazon bestseller book, Content That Converts, How to Build a Profitable and Predictable B2B Content Marketing Strategy. After a career as a publicist, Laura started Gale Creative to help entrepreneurs and marketers to write, publish, and market books that transform their business. Good morning, Laura. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for the episode today, speaking about content marketing. And this is such an area of mystique for <laughs> so many business owners like us. And what can you tell us about issues around content and what inspired you to write your book, Content That Converts? Well, my background is in publishing and, and marketing. And I was seeing a lot of people producing a lot of content that wasn't performing for their businesses at all. And this has been a problem in this space for a really long time in that obviously in order to educate your audience and your market, you need to be communicating with them really effectively. But it's for a long time been seen as a cost center in a business rather than a profit center. And so I really wanted to tackle how you could use all the different types of content in a way that would predictably and profitably acquire customers and so that you're maximizing the lifetime value with each of those customers, really making that content production something that has a proven place in your marketing ecosystem rather than being something that's kind of done as an afterthought because it's not clearly producing revenue. That was the main focus for writing the book. I wanted to sort of give people a roadmap for um, doing this in a way that wasn't going to be overwhelming, but that would be able to generate sort of a systematic approach and help them start making predictable revenue with it pretty well as soon as they started. Yeah, you know, uh, overwhelming is a good way to describe it. I mean, I I know that there's anxiety out there around content marketing because business owners feel they need to have that presence. We know that it's important to get our message across and try to pull customers in, but there's so many different vehicles for that, and there's only so many hours in the day, and it can be tricky to try to figure out where to begin. That's true. And I I tend to recommend that people start with the channel where they're most comfortable. So people often think of content marketing being specifically about having a blog. And I'm not sure why this is the, the area where people have kind of fixated in this type of marketing. But if you're really comfortable talking with people, then maybe a podcast is the right type of content for you. Or if you really like making short, snappy videos, then maybe doing Facebook Lives or Instagram Stories is better for you. If you love writing, then sure, do a blog. But there are so many different ways of producing content. And I really think rely on your own strengths or if there's somebody on your team who's going to be producing that content, then what are their strengths and how can they maximize their natural abilities and natural inclinations? Because when you're trying to produce content in a way that makes you personally uncomfortable, it kind of comes across in what's communicated to the audience. So you want it to be as natural and easy as possible. But something else for people to think about is that everything that their business communicates is part of their content marketing. And so 
their sales pages, their about pages, their emails, their social media profiles, all of these things are part of your content strategy. And so even if you're not regularly putting out a fresh piece of content every single week, you can still be making meaningful progress with your content strategy just in making some tweaks in the existing content that your business already has. Yeah, that's making me squirm a little bit thinking about the last time I updated my (laughs) about me page or, you know, because I mean, that's the other part is whether you like it or not, if you have a website, which most of us do, right? By now, of course, it's ubiquitous. So if you have a website, and I'm speaking to everyone here, you are marketing, you are representing your brand. And the question is, are you paying attention to what that message is? Exactly. And I think there's a huge opportunity, particularly on your website, to have your audience identify with you through a few fairly minor things that you can change in that content. So the about page is a great example because people often sort of orient their about pages to themselves. And and that makes sense. That's a natural conclusion, but it's also a great opportunity to indicate to the audience how you are like them. So talking about the problem that you we're solving for yourself in starting this business is often going to be the problem that the audience is looking to solve. So if you can use that as a way to identify yourselves with them, give them a few hooks to show them how you're like them on that about page, it's a really easy win, especially if you have an opt-in area on that page. And, and this is a huge conversion opportunity. And we'll talk a bit more about the conversion element of the content strategy, I'm sure. But having a place for your customers to opt in on your about page is a really natural point for them to get involved because they've established some sort of personal connection with you. They're sort of ready to hear more from you at that point. So it's a really easy way If you're looking for the very first step to take in a new content marketing strategy, I would say make sure that your about page is relatable to your audience and that you've got a way for them to connect with you through that page. And Laura, after we've got a lot of the social media side underway and we've got some of our imagery from the standpoint of building that list of contacts and having a beginning of a following You mentioned the book from the standpoint of this publishing industry and the utilization of a book as a marketing vehicle for B2B. And I think a lot of business owners have thought of a book or a possibility of a book, but it scares them from the standpoint of time and effort. And let's look at what's unique about the book into the B2B crowd. How is that effective and when? So having a book is a really advanced way of developing your content marketing strategy. So where on one end of the spectrum, you have, say, blog posts and social media updates and that kind of thing. At the other far end of the spectrum, you have a book. And I think that for a lot of B2B business owners, this is a really, really effective way to demonstrate your expertise and to build some credibility. It's very often will generate new revenue streams, create more opportunities for your business, but you've really got to be ready to handle an influx of very motivated prospects with a book because I'm sure as you guys would know, When there are problems in your operations, they scale exponentially. So when you are serving 100 customers, a small issue in your operations is going to be very minimal. But if suddenly you have 1,000 customers, that same problem is going to scale accordingly. And so I think what a lot of people need to understand is that a book 
is that sort of exponential growth opportunity, but you've really got to be ready for it. So if you are at the point where your operations are running smoothly and you're really looking for the next big growth opportunity in your marketing, then a book is a great option. And there's a lot that goes into producing a book. And this is sort of where I specialize. Most business owners don't have the time or capacity to write a book themselves. For a lot of people, the thought of sitting down and looking at a screen and wondering what to write about is a very daunting feeling. And it's kind of, again, that exponential version of what do I do with all of this content marketing? You know, that sense of overwhelm that we just talked about. And so part of my process here is to help them map out how they're going to corral all of the information that they want to communicate to their audience. A lot of effective communication is about how well it's been planned. So if you've got a very clear message that you're trying to communicate, if you are very specific about what outcome you're trying to generate with your audience, then it's a little bit easier to sort of work backwards from that and start mapping out what might go into a book. But before you kind of get into deciding that you're going to go ahead with a book, you would want to have experimented a bit with a slightly less high stake content marketing strategy and just make sure that you've got the systems in place to manage the prospect flow and that you've got all of your deliverables nailed down and and that you're comfortable dealing with people who are very motivated after having been through all of your educational material. Laura, is there any particular industries that would do better with a book versus others? So I think B2B works really well just because the audiences tend to be highly motivated. So where a B2C company might have trouble interesting their audience in, say, their supply chain strategies, a business owner is going to be much more able to interest their audience when they're talking to other supply chain professionals. You know, people are looking to improve their skill sets or to get into a particular industry. And so they're trying to learn as much as they can about a particular type of business. Books are great when you have a complex subject matter that requires a really deep dive for the person reading the book to understand everything. So if you can summarize what you want to talk about in a blog post or in an article, then probably it doesn't need to be a book. But if there's just no way that you can put all of your domain expertise into a blog post or into sort of a shorter style of content, then a book is probably the right thing. But you know, you often see this where people haven't been sure which way to go. And so maybe you go to their website and you see that they've got an ebook and it's maybe five or 10,000 words and it's very informative, it's useful, but it's kind of in neither camp. And so with those, I think you're better off doing like a series of blog posts or articles. Or if you feel like you've only skimmed the surface in this ebook, but you didn't want to overwhelm people, you sort of just wanted a way for people to opt in and get into your marketing ecosystem, then there's certainly an opportunity there to really do a deep dive and delve into that. But I do think that businesses that are doing a lot of teaching where they have very highly motivated audiences and where there is space in the market for other people to be doing what you're doing they tend to work really well. I see a lot of marketers writing books at the moment just because marketing is changing so much as the sort of online revolution is happening. You know, there's so much space for people to come into this industry. There's a lot of books being written in that space. People who have been in an industry for a really long time and are sort of ready to write their opus and to pass on all of their very hard-earned insight and experience are great candidates for writing a book. 
people who are working in industries that are very detailed and have a lot of moving parts and sort of don't have an industry standard are really great options for writing a book as well. So anywhere where there's not a book that everybody in your industry has read, then I would say you're in a good position to be the person to write the book on that topic. So what about if I am not great at writing? I mean, that's that can be intimidating too, right? So I know the authors that I look up to have spent their careers writing. They're experts at doing that. I'm not an expert. So how do I know that I can put something out, even if I have great ideas? How can I put them out there in a way that's meaningful and doesn't make me look amateurish? So this is kind of an ongoing problem. And this is why ghostwriters exist. This is what I spend most of my time doing at this point is working with entrepreneurs and marketers to help them write their books. So my process can be replicated by anybody who is willing to spend the time to do it. As I said earlier, not everybody has the time or inclination to do it. And a lot of people are really intimidated by writing. And it is a skill set that does need to be honed, but it's not impossible. It's like anything else in business. If you're willing to sort of put in the time and the effort, then you can certainly learn to be a good writer. It's not necessarily something that is innate. It can definitely be learned. But the most important thing is having clarity about what you want to communicate. So good writing comes from clear thinking. So if you've got a very clear strategic intent for the book, if you've got a clear idea of who your reader is going to be, if you've got a clear sense of how the book is going to fit into the marketing ecosystem that already exists within your business and how you're going to meet the demand that the book will create, I think you're in a good position to start. And so once you've got all of those strategic pieces in place, then I would recommend building out a very detailed outline. So this is where you sort of build a scaffold, if you will, for the content that you're going to produce. So you can break it down into very broad ideas, which maybe are going to become your chapter topics. So maybe you start with 10 or 12 of those, then you can break those down into much more detailed pieces. So for each chapter topic, you might break it down where you have three to five key points that you want to make. And then you break that down even further and include some examples and some anecdotes. And then Ultimately, you can kind of treat it like a join the dots type of puzzle where you basically just go from one point to the next, writing down everything that comes to mind with it. This seems to be the best way for people who are not traditionally writers to get all of their thoughts out in a concise way. Once you have produced all of that material, then I would definitely recommend working with a professional editor just because it will help you to see where there are maybe some gaps, where the flow of the material is not necessarily sequential or logical or intuitive. And then as well, there's more cosmetic things like making sure all the spelling and grammar and formatting and everything is right. People don't think about how important those cosmetic elements are, but an editor will. And it makes a huge difference to making sure that the book is as professional a representation of your brand as possible. Laura, can you give an example of a recent occurrence working with a client, how things turn out and the impact it makes? So in 2017, I worked with Russ Perry, who runs Design Pickle. They are the world's biggest monthly design subscription service. So you pay a flat fee, you get as much design work as you need for your business. And this was actually Russ's fourth or fifth attempt at building 
a business and he had had a lot of struggles with addiction. And so he wanted to write a book about his journey from his addiction and not being able to get a business off the ground just because he'd had all these issues and sort of transition into teaching other entrepreneurs how to manage their own psychology and their family relationships and, you know, all of the dynamics that are constantly in play in the back of a business person's life, but can have a really profound impact on how your business develops. So we wrote his book, The Sober Entrepreneur in 2017, and we are just finishing up writing his second book, yet to be titled, but we are doing that so confidently because he has acquired, I think he said something like 600 leads from his first book. So people who are wanting to get into coaching with him, get into all of the additional teaching material that he's produced. He's running live events. He's running a whole new side of his business, which is consulting. And he's basically been able to add two or three new revenue streams to his business as a direct result of the book. He got to start a podcast and interview a whole bunch of people in his industry that he didn't have access to previously. He's really been able to use the book to get a lot of credibility in a lot of circles. I was speaking to another client yesterday, Jeff Root, who wrote The Digital Life Insurance Agent, which was a very different book to Russ's. It was much more technical and teaching people how to do what Jeff does. And he was saying it sold several copies a day, every day for three years. And, you know, he's sold live events. He's been able to start speaking regularly. He's been invited to speak at industry events and marketing events and business operations events. He has also found that he's had a very significant increase in his lead flow. And those leads are significantly more motivated to work with him. So the actual selling part of all of his sales processes has really gone to zero because all of the leads have read his book and already know and trust his expertise. So it smooths the way for a lot of people to feel confident about working with the author. And it's a very fast way to add a whole new bunch of opportunities to your business. Yeah, I'm amazed at the power of a book from the standpoint I've had a client that was in the printing industry and he had a large challenge of educating each new client on how the process of setting up a run for printing and how it works. And so he came out with a book, not a large book, but a very factual process-oriented book. And it was an educational book. And the referral rate was phenomenal because I think there's a helping attribute to it. If someone's willing to provide information on how to do a process or work with you as a client, it speeds things along and they have that relationship already built because they've read your book. Absolutely. In marketing, we talk a lot about the no like trust sequencing where you have to have somebody get to know you, then eventually they'll like you and that helps them trust you. Producing a book really shortcuts that process because it means that they can get to know you, get used to the way you think, see that you are credible and reasoned in the way you're approaching this business. And it means that when they actually get to the point of speaking to you or interacting with you, that rapport is already there. They already have seen the results that you are able to generate. They've been on the receiving end of what amounts to generosity because you are giving away all of this hard-earned information, sharing it willingly. I'm very much a proponent for 
pulling back the curtain all the way on the business. If you're going to write this book, it doesn't really serve anybody if you're holding back key pieces of information. So when you produce that very kind of transparent piece of material, the customer is able to trust that you've been straight with them. It builds that trust very quickly and makes them feel confident dealing with you because means that the power dynamic is a little bit more balanced. They're not coming into it kind of unaware of any of the pitfalls that might be going on in the industry. They're very prepared. And so they can feel confident in their own interaction with you. It's a really valuable way of establishing a very positive dynamic in a new customer relationship. And you know, something I see there too, Laura, is you were mentioning about your client that has sold several books a day for a number of years now. And I think that a lot of business owners, especially in the United States, tend to be a little bit older and grew up in an age where books were this very analog thing, right? And were difficult to get to the marketplace and required a lot of work and expertise and without as much availability of different kinds of assistance to get that done. And there's also a mindset that if you write a book, you're trying to make money with your book, right? But the purpose is not around merely just trying to sell the book in order to make more money and bring in additional revenue. It's really to, as you said, build trust and open up that gateway for someone to get to know you and to choose you over your competitors because they feel like they can relate to what you're going through. Absolutely. And it's very rare that the payoff from a book is going to come through unit sales. You will make money from those sales, but the much, much bigger opportunity is in the client relationships, in the joint ventures, in the new markets that you can go into. There's so many doors that a book can open that I really encourage people to think about how they're going to use it to open up those new channels rather than focusing on revenue from unit sales. Laura, it sounds like if I'm interested as a business owner to get a book out there, I better start now, <laughs> given the <laughs> time frames. Is that reasonable? So as far as my ramp up to receive additional business, I can be maybe doing that simultaneous as I spent many months in making this book come out. Does that sound about right? It depends how quickly you want to get the book to market, basically. The timeline for me to produce a book with a client is three months, but for many people working on a book themselves, that might be a year to 18 months. But I always say, no matter which path you go, if you're producing a book, while you are producing it, you should also be marketing it because it's this wonderful opportunity to involve your audience in that process. So if you can have your audience invest their attention and time in helping you produce the book, they come to the launch date with a great sense of ownership and anticipation of that book. And so if you can interview people about you know, particular areas where they have been struggling and you've been able to help them or survey the audience about the topics that they want to learn most about, have people help you choose covers and titles. And, you know, there's so many ways that you can market the book without having to do very big involved campaigns while you are producing it. And so it gives you an opportunity to have the production process kind of pay for itself. You might not make revenue specifically from those interactions with your customers during the production time, but come launch date, they are going to be much more likely to buy the book, share it with their relevant network, help you promote it, 
And so there's a, a significant flow on effect from using that production time to build up that audience interaction. I'm always heartbroken when I hear somebody ready to launch their book and nobody in their audience knows about it because it means that all of this work has been happening behind the scenes and there hasn't been an opportunity for their audience to get involved. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest hidden opportunities of doing this kind of thing is it gives you a reason to be in contact with your audience and with your customers, your past customers, your prospects. It just is a way for you to connect with people on a whole new level. That's actually one of the biggest wins you can generate for yourself in this process. Well, Laura, I'm thinking about doing a book, but what should I be doing in preparation to actually pulling the trigger and going forward with a book? What should I be working on now? So if you're not quite ready to be writing a book, if you still haven't gotten your content marketing system proven yet, I would say make sure that you start creating some content that's as close to the revenue as you can make it. So in content marketing, we talk about there are three types of content. There's top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. And if you are at the top of the funnel, this is where you're doing awareness generation. You're getting your business out into the market. You're helping people get familiar with your offers, that kind of thing. Middle of funnel is where you start having interactions with people. So you're maybe having them opt into an email list, engage with you on social media, that kind of thing. And then bottom of funnel is where you start getting into sales pages, having them book demos and join webinars and that kind of thing. I would start with your bottom of funnel content. So make sure that you have all of those pieces in place where somebody can have a conversion experience with your business. So whether that is giving you a significant amount of time as they would if they joined a webinar or did a demo with you, or if that is in making a first purchase. So maybe it's a small purchase that sort of just gets them into your offer system. But start with the material there. So make sure that your sales pages are really great. Make sure that your email funnels are speaking very directly to the problem that you're solving for them. Make sure that all of the content around that revenue mechanism is really in place. And then from there, you can kind of build out to the middle of funnel stuff. So where they're engaging with you a bit more personally, they're wanting to get to know you a bit better and then finally, you sort of want to be circling outwards from the revenue center as you're building out your content strategy. So then once you've got those two steps in place, you can go out to the top of funnel stuff. And that's more your regular blog posts, your social media presence, all of that kind of thing. But make sure that you've got all of that in place. And then you can think about layering a book on top because a book can ultimately be all three stages. So for somebody who's never heard of you before, then obviously a book is a great awareness tool for connecting with them. It's obviously a way for them to really engage with your message and what you're talking about. So that's that middle of the funnel stage. And then obviously making a purchase and spending the time to read the book means they're very close to your revenue center. And there's an opportunity for you to then ascend them into another offer and maybe into whatever your core offer is for the business and upsell them onto different things. So I would say that for most people, a book is kind of the final element of a content strategy, but you want to make sure that you've got those first three sections really mapped out and working before you get into it. Well, Laura, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. We learned so much about content marketing and it was really great having you here. Thank you so much, you guys. I've really enjoyed chatting with you both. It's been a very fun show. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Uh, I have a Facebook group called Content That Converts, which is also the name of my first book about content marketing. I would love to see you guys in there. There's plenty of conversation always going on about what's working in content marketing at the moment, what I'm working on. People are helping each other out with their copy and their funnels. And so it's a really fun interactive group. So I would love for everybody to head on over and join Content That Converts on Facebook. Our guest today has been Laura Gale. Amazon best-selling author and CEO of Gale Creative, helping business owners create content that propels their business forward. You can learn more about Laura as well as find links to her book, website, and Facebook group, all on our show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.